0: I think so. Do you want to bet against
1: us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. It's Neil and Patty again, and I just have to have a small bit of a confession beforehand. Not only did I shear my locks last night or, or today which is well needed first time in about four months but uh i always get nervous whenever we have the start of the podcast because i spend a whole lot of the intro reading the intro cards to make sure i didn't make a balls of any of the spellings so uh it's always a, a little kind of uh how will I put a little win for me when i make when I see that I don't see it, don't see any any spelling mistakes. But then today then I look at it and it says Villa under eighteen and there's no S at the end. So I don't know whether that's put me in bad form <laughs> or not. Right, if I didn't even say it, I don't know whether people even have noticed that it happened. But look, ah, you couldn't be me. in
0: bad form today. You couldn't no.
1: You couldn't. But we're all about transparency. That's why I said I wanted to bring it up, Paddy, and just let people know about the stupid things that go through my mind in that 30 seconds of an intro. But yes, you mentioned we couldn't be in bad bad form today, Paddy, because uh, we've seen a fantastic performance against an old rival in an FA Cup semi semifinal, uh, Aston Villa under-18s, uh, one at a canter against uh, West Brom tonight. Some great performances so from the big boys that, that, uh, that just came to play tonight and uh, looking forward to an FA Cup final, which is a great thing for this whole club, Paddy. Of
0: course it is. Of course it is. I think it's 10 years since we were in it or there, thereabouts anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, so um, I think it's a fitting way to end the season for, for, for these guys who were thrown in at the deep end in January to play against Liverpool's first team in the real FA Cup to now get to the FA Cup final against Liverpool yeah. at their own age group. so um, And it, it would be it'd be hard to see them go in as anything other than favourites, but that remains to be seen. The match will be played at Villa Park on a date to be confirmed. But uh, yeah, let's go back and talk about tonight because it's, it's something to behold.
1: Absolutely, you know the the team was named, and there was a lot of a lot of firepower in that team. There was a lot of big names in the team. Obviously, you know we we alluded to some of them last night in our in our post Everton game uh, podcast when we spoke about, like, say Philip Marshall, you know, England under eighteen goalkeeper in and around that squad. Uh, you know, you've got you had the two Dutch boys, two center halves in in Svinkels and uh, and Borgard. Uh, obviously, somebody the Villa fans are really, really um, excited about. Again, Hayden Kessler started right back. And uh, left back was Seb Revan, who uh, at one stage tonight nearly scored a crack of a free kick from about 35 yards. So, you know, even that that back four was, was, was quite tasty and definitely had an attacking impetus. Midfield, the unsung hero for me for a lot of tonight was Hayden Lindley. Um, uh, I, I, I likened him to David Batty. He really doesn't care if he kicks you first. He really doesn't care. Like he's <laughs> he's disregard for human life that man does, and and you know what? There's a place for them in in the football field as well. But you had Lindley Lindley, which allowed the likes of Kearney, Chuck to go forward, um and um and uh, Arjun, Ricky was in was in there as well. Um, I'm trying to think. God, they had uh, you had Redden. Then was on one wing, and uh, Louis Barry on the other wing with Brad uh, with Brad Young up front. And, you know, the big boys came to play tonight because, as I say, it was a 4-1 win against West Brom. And... Or, like, there was there was some real, real. there was some of you know, our main men that scored, should I say, with Carney scoring a beauty. Uh, we we'll come back and we we'll talk a small bit about that. Louis Barry just scored one from something on the Ryder Rovers. It was just a fantastic shot. You got Brad Young got on the score sheet as well. And then there was obviously an own goal, which, if the defender didn't get his toe to it, Carney would have just poked it home anyway himself. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, the big boys came to play tonight, as I say. I think that's my third time saying it. We're only four minutes into the podcast, but I think it was true.
0: I think so too. Um I have to admit I only saw the second half due to uh prior commitments. Um I was doing a, I have to do a bit of coaching every now and again. So uh I, I arrived in a half time um and my my son was beaming from ear to ear watching the game. So uh it was uh, you know it was great to see. Um just a quick one on Kessler, how many times did he prop up in the box in <laughs> the opposition box? Yeah. And he was going, it's oh, this fella playing out of position. He's incredible. He's some engine on him. Absolutely some engine. Um, You know, he gets up and down that line. You know, it's like something you'd see. He wouldn't be a miss of, of, of a player in the Leeds team. He's just yes. a bundle and bundle of energy. Like mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, great, great hopes for him. I'd like to see him a little bit more defensive minded if he's going to play it right back. But maybe right back is not his position. We'll find out in years to come. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Like, there was one, actually, let, let's talk about Ken Egan Kessler, because he is somebody that's on, uh, on a lot of fans' radars. And uh, what I, what kind of, in the first half as well, I thought was really, really interesting is he's just kind of, he's kind of more just giving a free roll at right back. It's a really, really strange... Uh, situation to see because you, what we saw was when we were playing out from the fence that our two uh, our two centre halves they actually pulled very far apart and uh, gave the goalkeeper the option to pass the ball to them. You know that's not that's not uncommon. But what was uncommon was the Kane Hayden Kester almost wrapped around and came into play in that Douglas Louise position, standing there to take the ball from the goalkeeper as it was played out in that pivot position. And like I don't know whether that was part of the game plan or was it just something he decided to do? But it was really strange for your fullback to end up in that position. And I don't know if it's because they obviously trust him because he's a leader, he's the captain of the team. He's also yeah. really good with the ball at his feet. And um, while I do think he gave the ball away a bit in the first half. You know, he was absolutely really diligent in his uh, in his defensive duties and uh, popped up in the box at one stage and was, had, the keeper made a really good save. The keeper, who's who the, the commentator has mentioned, was the distant relative of Arthur Boric, uh, the West Brom goalkeeper. But they were unwilling cousin, to... cut. Co- hmm? His cousin, I think? Yeah, but they you said know? he was a distant cousin. They were unwilling to commit oh, to... Right, okay. how- how heavily related he was to Arthur you know uh, uh, as well but uh yeah you know Kane Hayden Kessler, captain fantastic you know he's going to captain the team in um he's going to captain the team in an FA Cup final and look you know he's only 17 years of age and he's he's showing that type of maturity throughout the whole course of this season as yeah. well and it's ended him up on the on, on the bench for Aston Villa too um but let's talk about the first goal Paddy. i know you made it you know you probably seen it back as you say because you were you were doing your your solemn duty of coaching kids to this this evening, and fair play to you. The next batch that are going to make it over to Villa Park from Ireland, uh, you were coaching with the help of God. Uh, but um, Carney Chukwuka was he, he he walked around that field today in second gear, and he was still absolutely majestic when he's out there. I've said it before; he strides around that field like. Like Patrick Vieira, you don't even think he's moving quickly. He moves like he just glides across the field. Six foot, whatever he is, he looked like a man amongst boys there tonight. And his first goal today, he picks the ball up. There was a bit of a bit of indecision in West Brom, um, in the West Brom backline. Ball gets played down the wing. I think it was to Louis Barry and Louis Barry uh, was it Louis Barry or Bar- or Brad Young, and they play it back to him. And the second, Carney gets it. He almost knows that he scored straight away. It takes one, two touches just from the edge of the box. It just slams it home. Like like even even, the, just the technique for the shot, to to take a shot and for it to go that height all the way from start to finish is just like the technique for that is just absolutely amazing. Beat the goalkeeper at his near post. Most people say a goalkeeper should never have been beaten. The goalkeeper wasn't getting anywhere near that shot. It was just, it was brilliant. Secondly, he picked it up, I, I knew he was going to score. It, and so did he, he's, he's just a joy to watch, Paddy, isn't he?
0: Oh, he is. He's an incredible footballer. And, you know, I think the one thing to be mindful of here is that these are all minors. They're all under-18 players. Some of them are 18, obviously, but their they're class is under-18 players. Um, they need to keep their feet on the ground. And he just strikes me as a guy that nothing will ever faze him. There's a couple of them around him that I'd be a bit worried about and hopefully they won't uh, attract too many hangers on. He doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Um, I just think he's going to be... Um, similar to what you mentioned there, Patrick Vieira he just glides across the turf. He's, he's a fantastic player, and uh, nothing seems to phase him. He doesn't get uh, he doesn't get into any trouble on the ball. He's just always in control. And um, you know, there's there's a huge future ahead, and he's so young, it's incredible. And uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing. He's been on the bench so many times, and you know, in fairness, th- this is their bread and butter. We want to see them win this cup, so you know. He's there at our disposal, if needed, I suppose. And so far, he hasn't been needed. Um, and probably getting to this final probably means he, he won't be used at all. But look, he, he, he'll he get his chance. And he'll get many a chance to prove himself at, at a, a senior level. Because I think I think the, the whole world is sitting up looking to see what his next move is. Because there was a lot of rumblings about him not staying with Villa. But, you know... If if ever you were a young lad looking around you, of where to be, and looking at the, the likes of Keenan Davis and Jacob Ramsey and and Jack Grealish, and these players that have come through our academy, to, yeah, you know this this is this is where you need to be. This this is where someone can grow and learn, and you know it would be a seamless transition into the first team for for a, for a player like him.
1: Yeah. And uh, absolutely, you know, and I, I think the discussions, you know, a lot of the paper talk that's been there of yes, he wants to go to Bayern Munich and, and so on, and following the footsteps of um I, I'm gonna butcher that guy's name, the 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 English guy that's that was playing with them that is was playing with England that's now I think he's after um changing allegiance to, to Germany. Is it Musiala mm. or something? I, I, can't, I can't pronounce his name, but Bayern Munich are giving people, because they win the league at a canter every single year, they can yeah. give these kids a, a break. And, and, you know, yeah. that's the, the German league. Obviously, we've got Jordan Santo, Sancho over there as well and a couple of more, like Reese Oxford has gone over and played with Augsburg. You and know, Jude a lot Bellingham, of these... Yeah. Uh, Jude Bellingham, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of British players and English players in particular that have gone over there to yeah. um, earn their stripes, you know, but... Aston Villa can just as easily do that, you know, with the model that they're trying to implement, and and uh, yeah, I think let's just say Carney could go out, could bow out of underage football on a high by winning the FA Cup this year, because let's face it, next year he's not going to be playing in our academy system at all. He's going to be playing for a senior club somewhere, and look, mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be in round the Villa squad next year. Could save us a couple of million, you know, absolutely. Oh, hey, why not play? Yeah. Who's to say he doesn't he doesn't take over that Ross Barkley role? I don't know. He wore number 10 tonight, you know? So he wore number 10 <laughs> tonight. Coming there on
0: Sunday. That'd be my, uh, that'd be my, it. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. At 18, at 18 years of age, I played two games in 24 hours, let alone 48 hours. So, yeah, yeah. Go and for, then go you,
1: for it, man, take every opportunity. Absolutely. You played two games in twenty four hours and another five more in your head then later on when you came home. <laughs> so it's uh you know, that's that's the way it goes. But then again, you know, um we well, well, I was never as highly thought of as Carni Chukumwenko. Uh, so uh um but he, he was fantastic tonight, you know, himself and Louis Barry link up really, really well. And it's those kind of um those kind of, uh, I suppose, that, that kind of chemistry, you know, can be very, uh, very good to see there because they're two guys that Aston Villa are, like it or not, Aston Villa are probably going to, if those two players, youth players, are probably going to dictate to a certain extent some of Aston Villa's transfer dealings over the next year or two. I'm not going to say that they're going to dictate them this summer, but but very much so, they might dictate maybe the age of a player that they're bringing in those two positions because they know they've got two live wires on their hands uh, coming, through, coming through the academy. And everybody's searching for that bit of gold dust to come through their academy. And, you know, a team like Villa can't afford to lose those guys without at least bringing them into the, into the first team. Are they yeah. going to be here for 10, 15 years? who knows but the biggest thing here is that we don't lose them like a Jude Bellingham like a Jordan Sancho before we ever get to see them in our senior squad otherwise we're wasting our time with our academy absolutely wasting our time 20 million for those kids just Aston Villa for uh, for, uh, for the club that they are. they need to see them in their in their um in their senior team they need to see them in their senior squad because that validates the effort that's been put in we're not a club who who wants to see that twenty two million come in like like Birmingham did for Jude Bellingham. Um or, you know, we don't need we it's not a bad thing, you know, we're not gonna turn it down, but for the club itself to validate the effort and and what they've put in, and the fact that they're going to bring in this new inner city, uh, inner city training facility as well for inner city kids to try and unearth all of the talent we possibly can within Birmingham. This is the mo of the of the the youth setup at the moment, and, and it's great to see. And Louis Barry got the second goal for Aston Villa tonight, and uh, answers on a postcard. If anybody has ever uh, has ever taken a shot as good as that in their lives, because. <laughs> G- like yeah. genuinely, that was right or over stuff. Like, it's, oh, it's like-
0: absolutely, absolutely incredible. The, the trajectory of the ball hitting it with the inside of his foot to the far post, you know, literally
1: <laughs> aimed for the post. Like, the way it goes it, yeah, right yeah. between the post where the post joins the net is where it hits. Like, brilliant.
0: Yeah. Um, like Louis is, Louis has, you know, and, and I'm not pointing a finger at him, he has had his problems this, this year with injury mm-hmm. and, and form. And, you know, I think I said in a previous podcast that I didn't think he was ready. I still don't think he's completely ready. I don't think he's doing it enough on a weekly basis. But there's no question that the talent is there. And it's it's probably just a little bit raw, like, like it is with some of them at that age. Like, it's very rare you see the likes of a Wayne Rooney coming in and playing age 16. Yeah. You know, it, it is extremely rare. But, you know, these guys are not far off playing first-team football. Whether it's first team football on loan next year, maybe. That might be the way forward, like like you did with Jack all those years ago. Um, and and have them, you know, hardened and ready to to, to to slot into the first team setup next year, which is probably the best way of looking at it from my point of view. Mm. But I think I think I, I would like to see Carney get a game before the end of the season because I think of all of them, he's the one that's ready. Mm. He's you a man among spies, He really yeah. is. I I really don't think stepping into the fourth team is going to phase him in any way. Um, the rest of them are just just a little bit. I don't know whether it's naivety or rawness or what it is, but it's just you know you knew you were what you knew you were watching a kid play football. And don't get me wrong, there's sometimes I'd, I'd rather watch an under tens game than watch a Premier League game. And you know you're just you're just watching kids going out having fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of them there tonight just looked exactly like that. I'm, I'm not liking them to a 10-year-old. I'm just saying it's it's just a naivety of being a seventeen and 18-year-old. And, and, you know, they're playing on the big stage. They're playing in Villa Park. They've got to an FA Cup final at, at a time where we can actually put fans in the stadium and the mm-hmm. final is going to be held in, in, in Villa Park. So it's great for them. It's absolutely fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just hope that they don't... Uh, rush it through really quick to let the let the league finish and, and have a good L showpiece for this one, I think.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree with what you said there. There aren't too many um, Wayne Rooney's that you see out there, Phil Foden's, you know. That's why yeah. people talk so highly of these players is because they don't come around, the Raheem Sterlings. Um, and... You know, the, the, the pressure to start those players, like you even go back further. And I know this is a time when maybe sports science wasn't at its highest. Mike Lone started when he was, in, was 17. Realistically, he was finished by the time he was 27 because his mm. legs couldn't take it anymore. And like you look at Louis Barry, for all the fantastic talent, and like i wax lyrically about his goal there and everything. One yeah. thing I don't like, I don't know why, but I don't like the Alice band. Nothing to do with it. I don't mind it on other players. I just don't think it suits him from fashion standpoint. I don't think it his suits Jack. Not long like. enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not long enough for him to wait until it becomes long. Speaking from a man who had longer, longer hair than you did, Louis Barry, up until this morning, and from a man who wants Andre Gomez's hair this is well, well documented. And um, give it a few more weeks, maybe, a, maybe a month or two. You know, grow it out a small bit. It. Realistically, your hair isn't going to go down too much, but I'm only joking. I jest, Louis. I jest. You're a fantastic player. And, uh, you know, in time to come, you're going to be a, a, an absolute gem. You're a gem already. And, and you know, there's a there's um, there's um uh, hundreds of thousands of Aston Villa fans all over the world. Uh, you know, absolutely delighted that you're part of our club. And let's not forget, this was a quote-unquote revenge game for Louis Barry today because, uh, obviously, coming from the West Brom uh, Academy, uh, you know, uh, and, and and he now playing for his his boyhood club. Um, the it's it, it's great to see. But you mentioned players uh, like I, you were talking about Wayne Rooney, somebody who does have the kind of the physical stature, almost the boldness of Wayne Rooney was playing up front tonight, and he led the line really well in the number nine position. And somebody I think that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. He's had a lot of, he scored quite a lot of goals this season. I think that was his 14th goal this season. Brad Young. You know, he's, uh, he gets a boat up there. He makes some beautiful runs. You know, he just, mm. he he's like a fella and, and, and he could be anything. You know, he could be a Premier League striker. Absolutely could. But he's yeah. like a fella that you see that it becomes like a, I'm just going to pick a club out of the top of my head. This is not this is not predicting where he ends up in the, in the football pyramid, but like that he becomes a hero at like a Burton Albion or something like that. Play goals, plays 200 games from him, scores 176 goals and 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 stays with them for seven or eight years. And, you know, he just, I think he has it. I think he has goal scoring in, I think he's a professional footballer all day long um, yeah. and well into his career. I think he has a full and a long Career in, in in professional football just because you look at his physical makeup, he's five foot nine. He's about like looking at him. He's you know you can see he's fully formed in around the calves and the thigh areas and stuff like that. And um, and as I said, he has that bit of bold, that bit of boldness about him. You can you can kind of see he's up for a bit of mischief if he needs to. Uh, <laughs> like he'd be the first person in the night saying, "Oh, if there was a scrap in 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 the middle of the field." But that's what you need. You need fighters. You need yeah. scrappers. I said it about Hayden Lindley as well. You know you need guys who are there. To, to, to be the be the guts and glory as well and look yeah. it's 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 always a plus point like for brad young when he can stick the ball in the back of the net as well because they're too, they're not too a penny out there you know they're you, they're we, a difficult need, you difficult
0: need characters like that ilk that were you know yeah. not afraid to put a boot in not afraid to stand up for themselves not a, not afraid to complain to the referee we saw jack last night absolutely lose his shit at the referee and we've been lacking that for the last 13 games you know, yeah. and it's important to have a leader in that. Like, there's different types of leaders on the pitch. And I think Jack is the only one that gives us that, that he that he, that he let the referee know what, what he thinks of him and, and, and what he thinks of the decision. And, that, and we've probably missed out on that the last few games when, when there's been a couple of penalties and decisions against us that we weren't happy with. Um, But uh, I like Brad Young. I think he's a former pupil at uh, West Brom, if I'm not. I don't know why I have that on my head. I think he did play for West Brom at one stage. So I'm sure that would have been...
1: I know he's had had a a massive return to form because uh, he had quite a... Quite a you know, a scary incident in June of last year, the the uh, June of twenty twenty. I think he was actually stabbed and uh you know, obviously it was life threatening. He's recovered. He's got a bang in 14 goals this season, so shows the character of the kids, you know, to be able to do that. Yeah. So um, but I'm I'm not quite sure if he came through West Brom. and um, sometimes it can be very difficult to find out the the past histories, especially of under 14, 15, 16 of these kids, but um Anybody out there knows it you know put your answers in the postcard for the Love of Pomegranate Grab podcast Ireland uh, the world will probably get to us and uh, you know we'd be delighted to we would be delighted to know any of the background that you guys have on some of these kids as well because they are a sparkling bunch as we say and Brad Young got our fourth goal to to cap it all off I thought he was very industrious um throughout the course of the game tonight you know he throws people down and as I say he's running off the shoulder and trying to get in around to the back post is uh, really? it's it's there's there's a naturalness about that that the can't be underestimated. I and think if, because... you get a, if
0: you get a chance, have a look at his goal again. But as you're looking at it, watch his arms. He's mm. telling Louis Barry exactly where he wants the ball. Yeah. Louis Barry puts a pinpoint exactly where it needs to be, and he finishes it so easily. Yeah. If you, yeah. it, it just it just goes to show that if, if you have that um, energy between two players, and uh, they 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 gel so well together, you you can you can score such simple goals by just doing the right thing with the final ball
1: yeah if only i'd love to be i'd love to know can louis barry play on the right wing could you imagine jack carney louis louis barry is your is your three behind ollie watkins or another striker up there whatever oh yeah. my god that would be nice <laughs> that would be nice to see that would be vindication wouldn't it for 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 the academy system but um we mentioned as well that there was a um there was no goal in the middle, in the middle of it, just very very touching on it very, very briefly. Um Ingram, the right back or the yeah, the right back for for West Brom. In fairness, like he took the throw. He, if he couldn't have done any more to not score a yeah. own goal, but ended up scoring an own goal. Took the throw, Manny threw the ball to couldn't control it. Villa break, Villa win the ball. They break down. Then at where he should, where uh, Ingram should have been, his right back. He busts an absolute nut to get back at at Louis Barry. Puts in. I, I kind of ke- gets enough on 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 him to be able to kind of put him off on, on crossing it, but he does get the cross back. It does break in, breaking in towards the towards the goal to where Kanye Chukwenka is going to, and your man gets up again, and his thunderous effort is like the effort of endeavour was brilliant. But what does he do? Yeah. He just gets it and pokes it past his goalkeeper yeah, into yeah. the back of net. And I was like going, "Oh my god!" Like you, there's two ways of looking at that. You could say that's a calamity of errors from him, but absolutely not. He did. Everything in his power not to concede a goal, and he ended up being the one that conceded it. And I kind of felt sorry for him because you could see it in his face. He he felt embarrassed because of the way it happened. But like yeah. one of one of his own players lifted him up, and you kind of you, you, I kind of felt I I, saw, I thought that was good that the player that his own players didn't kind of leave mm. him on the ground because they said they knew they saw listen, you broke your nuts there to try and get back at that. But unfortunately, look, that that was the third goal, and that really put the game to bed, I think, for um for, for the tie, uh, because while uh we completely forgot to talk about West Brom's goal, which was an absolute, ab- I, I still don't know what happened there. I think it was just a communication mix up between Philip Marshall and, uh, and Sfinkels, but uh, that was completely against the run of play. Um, mm. uh, you know, Strange,
0: it, really it, was it, was hard. it was hard. I was trying very hard to listen when I watched it again, because there was no crowd and no crowd noise to see. Was there a call? There's definitely a shout. I don't know who it's from. It would suggest that it was Marshall. And, uh, Swinkles, I don't think he did a lot wrong, only didn't get out of the way in the
1: end. <laughs> I, I don't understand why Marshall didn't claim it when he came. It's like if he came, stopped, and then Swinkles stood there, stopped, and it just hit off. Swinkles went into the back and yeah. end. the two of them were looking at each other going uh, I I've no idea who was supposed to be coming for the ball, who was supposed to be calling for it. Like, you know, both of them were, there was no there was no woman in NASA's roar of him. You know, they were under no pressure as well, which is the strange thing. Just one of those goals, a complete, uh, a complete freak goal, but it uh, didn't end up um threatening the scoreline really. And uh, as we say, Aston Villa march on to a home semi final in probably I would imagine in the next 10 days or so when they announce the uh, the date. But oh, excuse me for yarding, um, <laughs> I should really cut that out of the <laughs> podcast, but I probably won't. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that. That was fantastic night, great, great night's football. Great to see it on BT as well. You know, these names are getting out there mm. into into a broader sense. You know, I had a couple of a uh, couple of mates that don't support Aston Villa that have uh, have messaged me tonight, like obviously mm. talking about Kenny Chukwuka and uh, and uh, Louis Barry and. Uh, um. Yeah, and 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 obviously asking about Bogart when they had and they had googled him, going, "Is he really Winston Bogart? Yes, he's really <laughs> Winston Bogart. And yeah, yes, yes, yes. His brother is as good, if not better, than him as well. So hopefully he comes yeah. in place with his brother as well. No, you're, me- you're dead
0: right about what you say there because I, I I had a couple of let's call them formidable coaches in in Ireland here that, that messaged me today asking who they should be looking out for and and was there any Irish interest and all that kind of thing so it it was nice to see um players of that level on the telly because normally it's just reserved for the, for the final itself so uh it was good to see BT sports take it on and you know ro- roll it out properly and give it the the, the coverage that it deserves because you know we have been watching them for weeks and paying our 199 and happy this happy to pay the 199 of oh, yeah. really us because you know, it's just been a joy to watch, um, watch these guys all season. You know, they're they their house. Even my wife knows them by name. That's that's how mad it's got this season. But <laughs> I, I know we've nothing yeah. else to do. Like, but when she's uh when she's attempting to uh to you to to uh say Carney's name, it's it's actually quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's what
1: you call uh, indoctrination, Patty. That's um that's, that's subliminal messaging that you've been doing for the last. Uh, Last fifty twenty years is 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 working, um. <laughs> but uh, no, absolutely. As I say, that's that that that's a great night's entertainment. and look, if there is anybody from the club listening, and uh, God knows there probably isn't, but uh, if there is anybody from the club listening, um, I think that fans would pay thirty forty quid f- to watch all. Under 18, under 23 games, if if the broadcasting rights and capabilities were there, it's not that difficult. You know, you've proven you can do it this year. You know, one-off payment for a subscription to get to watch all the underage games. Mm. Hey, look, get it done because uh, might as well make hey, while well, the sun shines because this batch of kids in the batch that are coming up after them and so on. There are people talking about them. So, you know, capitalize yeah. on this stuff. You know, it's only it might only be no, small fry, but if you've if you've if you've ten thousand yeah. people who want to pay fifty quid to watch the kids, that's half a million quid. And I know that's only small potatoes, but that's mm. that could be the difference between between bringing up kids in the under tens, twelves, and thirteens, fourteens to become these new players. So,
0: yeah, um, do it. Plus, plus that one ninety nine was going to the Aston Villa Foundation, which was also a and and so.
1: and and look, who's to say that they don't do that again next year? I think it was a really nice touch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I hope I hope they don't forget that you know that, that people paid it this year because it, it's easy to say oh well you can come and watch them now or whatever you know this body more heat is not the easiest place to get to even if you're in Birmingham so um you know put these games on the telly charge people for them we'll watch them we'll pay it you know fans will do that put it as part of your season ticket do whatever it is or put a reduced fee with your season ticket. There's no question that, that there is a, a market there to be tapped into.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, if you want two fellas to commentate on it for free, we'll do it. Just send us the stream, <laughs> we'll do it for free. I do, I gladly do that. And um, I can get all the names right though. Um I still can't I, I know how to pronounce Carney's surname, but an N just keeps on getting added in there for some strange reason. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't even know where I'm putting it in. It's different spots. It, it it jumps around in the middle of his name somewhere. So um that's just me getting tongue-tied. So I do apologize to Carney and all his family for mispronouncing his name. Um, quite a lot. Uh congratulations as well to Sean Verity and uh was it Liam Bradbury that was on the was on the line um as well that was uh but congratulations to 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 the under-18 uh, coaching staff because while we have praised the kids Sean Verity said afterwards that it's you know they've been tasked with keeping these guys together from uh, an early age over the last two or three years together and keeping them together and, and allowing them to grow so so congratulations to them they're you know they're every bit as as pivotal to to the academy as uh as anyone else and once again dean smith captain jack john mcginn you know christian yeah. perslow all there to see them as well and big sam and he's uh and his big gold chain were there to see he was there to see west brom <laughs> But look, it, it, this is great to see. It's great to see managers, senior managers taking interest in this. And uh, I think that's actually going to going to move us on to, what, to the next part of the podcast. Um, we've spent the last half hour, and I didn't, you know, I'm delighted I'd spend another half hour talking about that team because they've really enthused me. As I said last night in the podcast, I'm really loving supporting Aston Villa. Not that I've ever not, but I'm really kind of getting a second wind about talking about Aston Villa. now as the season comes to a mm. toast, which is a shame because only three more games left in the in the senior status. We've only one left in the youth status. Uh, you know, so uh, I want to I just want to keep on talking about it, you know, so we're going to go straight into a Crystal Palace preview Um, game, obviously, is on this Sunday. Uh, I'm going to get caught for the time again, Paddy. I, I should have gone. It Is a 12. I knew it was an early game and it was an earlier game. So 12 o'clock on Sunday. So that means we'll be coming to you with a team sheet tantrum at 10 to 11. At 10.50, <laughs> we'll be coming to you with a team sheet and tantrum. You really, have
0: to, you really have to excuse Paddy's hungover head because that's the way I'm going to be on Sunday morning. So. <laughs> and, that's okay. and that's okay,
1: too, Paddy. That's okay, too, because, uh, you know, I'm sure you won't be the only person, but if our dulcet tones don't massage the hangover away from 90% of our listeners, then whose dulcet tones can do? But... We're playing against the team. I think that you know you made a great point. Actually, that you know they're not a million miles away from us in the league, whereas we would consider them having a pretty poor and uneventful and dour and yeah, just a pretty crappy season. You know, they're I think they're about eight points behind us in the league. Um, manager under fire. Looks like he's going to be gone the end of the season. The the longest-serving manager in the league, I think he is. Um, yeah,
0: Yeah. and. they, they're the kind of team I, I put them in a, in a bracket With say The likes of Burnley Southampton Get up Do enough And then tread water It just seems to be How the trajectory Of the season goes Now We've done the same This year You know they, they, They've they got two wins In ten games And they're against Sheffield And West Brom um In their last ten games So they haven't exactly Been pulling up trees Since they've got To relative safety So um I think they're just happy with their loss. You know, they're not they're not a great side. Um memory serves me correct. We tore them apart in the first game. I thought Jesus, I can't even remember what the score was in the end. Was it 3 0? Uh yeah. Yeah, okay. It was um yeah, just trying to there's <laughs> been that many games I'm trying to put my head back to it. Um yes, Saint Stephen's Day, Boxing Day, I remember um yeah so they, they, they've been kind of on a a similar role well run of results as ourselves um not expecting anything remarkable from them on Sunday with very little to play for no chance of europe um as you say the manager is probably in a little bit of trouble so it'll be interesting to see what uh, what comes out of there t- towards the end of the season um I don't know what they're looking for in the manager i don't I don't know where they go um I, I it's don't know what heavily
1: be- rumored that it's going to be overweight. Francis, Frank, Lampard that's going to get in there. So it's, uh, uh, which, which actually just on a tangent there as well, I never understood why they called him fat Frank because he was never fat. You know, <laughs> <laughs> If he's fat, then I'm fucking in trouble. I'll tell you that much. I'm in big trouble if that's the case. But, uh, yeah, it looks like, it looks like they're talking about, about Frank Lampard. Now, whether that's just, mm. um, whether that's just, uh, an overactive agent or whatever the case is. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think it's probably time time enough for a change. You know, for for Crystal Palace, Hodgson has been there for long enough, and uh, you know, they're they're they they are what they are. You know, from a from a defensive point of view, but from an attacking point of view, they're. You know, and hopefully, it still says the same against uh, against us at the weekend. Um, speaking no, of it
0: don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a lot going on in their team. Yeah, they just they just don't seem to be gelling together at all. You know, they've got some remarkable talent in there. You know, the likes of Zaha, Ayu, uh, uh, Eze, who we've both spoken about in the past, mm. uh, who we would have loved him to see to come to Villa when, when he moved on. And then, of course, you've got Benteke. Um, Andros Townsend is in there. There's a, lot, there's a lot going on. They just can't seem to get them to gel together. And maybe that's why they're thinking about a new manager, just to freshen things up and, and look at new ideas because they've they've got some really good players. Like their
1: their defensive options in the centre of defence are quite good. You know, Chekkoate, uh Gary Cahill, um, Mamadou Sacco you know, they're they're all very yeah. good defenders. You know, they can all play centre half for sure. I like to look at Tyreek Mitchell uh at at left back as well. He's been a fine for them over the last uh, over the last twelve months as well. Um I think though, I think their midfield might struggle. I think their midfield might struggle. If James McArthur is out for them, the amount of effort and, and ground that he covers, you know, if, uh, I just, like like our midfield struggles to dictate games uh, quite a lot. We spend our time chasing chasing around, around the field after players a good bit, and we're very passive in midfield, but I, I'm just not sure about what their midfield is going to look like. Um, mm. They're attacking three. Do you know what? They're attacking three. Are, are very similar their their wing players are very similar to ours they've got the tricks and the and, and the flicks and the uh, the unpredictability of zaha and then they've got the kind of t- sometimes sulky sometimes uh, sometimes doesn't know how to put his head where where it needs to be put in IU you then in the other wing the same as sometimes like Algazi is and look let's let's congratulate on where Gazi is in the provisional squad for the dutch team for uh for the euros as well which is a great achievement for him you know because he has had a fantastic season and uh, i know we i know we rib him about uh maybe yeah. a perceived lack of uh what did the head the ball, but uh he's been I fantastic
0: i wouldn't say fantastic season though he's, he's had he's had some he's he's, a he's gone on a yeah well you can't take that away from him but uh if, if he could spread them out and score more of them we'd, we'd be a lot happier but as you say, congratulations to him if, if he makes it fair play to him.
1: Yeah. He's uh he's a goal one. I suppose if you if you total up the amount of amount of minutes he's played, he's roughly, I think, about a one in two, uh one in two record this season. Like the minute going by minutes, divide minutes by ninety, then yeah, uh, yeah. then go by yeah. oh god, yeah, he's 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 about a one in two record, which ain't half bad. Um and I think look, we've we've said it before that uh, he's very much a player that, you know, you're going to know what you're going to get from him in the first 10, 15 minutes. You know, you're going mm-hmm. to know what, what way his game is going to go. Um, he's not a player that can really play himself into form in the middle of a game. He's either on it or he's off it. And that's, that's some players are like that. You know, some players are absolutely like that. Um, But, you know, he's going to finish out the season for Aston Villa, I think, this season. And he's, going, and he's going to be here again next season, I would imagine. And, uh, you know, we... He he's growing the whole time. I think he's only 25, 26. So let's see if he builds upon this uh, and mm. those goal that goal tally again going into next year. Because like even if he if he scores eight goals from the bench next year, kind of like I'm going to say this very tongue in cheek, and it's not a case of where I think he is Riyad Mahrez, but the way that that Man City get goals from the bench from Riyad Mahrez, you know, and in spot situations. Uh, like we've seen what he did, he he's he was the man who's propelled them um, against Paris Saint Germain into the into the Champions League final because he scored three goals, I think, over the two legs. And you know, all you need for him, all you need for a Ghazi and for the spot players is to get hot once or twice in the big games when you absolutely need them, and mm. uh, and then they proved their worth. But um, I, I I think I think. <sighs> lot is gonna gonna hinge upon uh having jack back Ollie watkins will slot back in again at centre forward i think that's an absolute yeah. given um there seems to be no real update on matty cash i wonder is he gonna be okay patty
0: i wonder was it just i wouldn't a think so i wouldn't think so i uh, well Jesus it might even be an, um, embarrassing if he was the way he went off look we don't know what the injury is it seemed like a hamstring injury if it's a hamstring injury i, I just can't see I, do, I just can't see any way. I don't Was there a press conference today. I missed it if there was. No, I normally, didn't see it either. Normally I get a ping on my phone with a few uh, uh, little snippets from it, but that didn't happen today, so I presume there wasn't. No, I might get one in the morning or something. Like it one tomorrow. Or? The players are probably off today, or they're probably rehabbing after last night. So, um, yeah, probably a little bit too close to the game.
1: Yeah. uh like who scored and and physio room and all those seem to have many cashes available to play but then again maybe they only update it based on press conferences as well um but it's i'd say you
0: probably only got a scan today i'd say it hasn't even been discussed or spoken about or whatever probably have a better Mm -hmm. idea tomorrow if, if if dean smith does face the press
1: yeah yeah um well either way as we've spoken at length about Achmed and Ahmadi in uh, in the previous podcast you know he will, he will slot in right back um cool. i i think for all the praise we gave Kane hedden Kessler as well in that game tonight you can still see a small bit of rawness from him uh, yeah. as we say he pops up in the box maybe like it's it's probably yet to be written where he's where his final position is if he does make it or when he does make mm. it to the senior squad um, i think he will be a right back um, you know, but uh, maybe a bit of positional discipline or something at that level. Yeah. Um, and I trust your speed all the time might be something he needs to learn. He's going to be a fantastic player for Aston Villa. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I'm trying to figure out maybe why everybody says, why isn't Edwin Kessler playing? Why isn't he in there? And, you, you know, for a full back, uh, having positional sense and, and being able to, you know, being able to keep that, yeah. that, that kind of that, that unit of a back four together, um, even simple things like you know not getting caught over the top, so that your centre halves don't have to be spread out. You know little bits like that, especially now that David or that Douglas Louise is playing a small bit more forward. Um, I was yeah. looking at, at a couple of starting positions for him. He is starting a bit more forward in in midfield uh, over the last few games, so uh, it is important that our centre halves are a small bit more compact and don't spread out across the field as much in that instance. So um Akmada Mahabidi will probably come in there right back. Or, yeah, right back. What way do you think our midfield three starts, Patty?
0: Um I anticipate the I anticipate the same uh two at the bottom of the three. I mm-hmm. think I think we'll see McGinn and Louise again. I think the only change we're gonna see is I think we'll see Jacob Ramsey play in front of them on Sunday, and I, 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 I'm not, I'm not having a go at at Barclay. I just think uh, he has two games left with us. I, I'd rather see Jacob Ramsey get get the nod, and I think that might be G, Dean Smith's way of thinking. I could be way off the mark. We could see, we could very well see Barkley start. But for me, I think it's got to be Ramsey. I think he's got it. Got to freshen up a little bit. And who knows? It could be Jack. That's what I was gonna say. You stole my thunder. Yeah. I'm I'm predicting Jack
1: starts in a central role. What makes a change usually you do that to me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> usually they do. Yeah, but I, I I think Jack starts in a central role. I think he's going to reward El Ghazi, Treore, and uh, play Watkins up top because look, yes, we haven't been winning games and they've been in and out of it, but mm. you know, um, we'd be fucked without him. Put it that way, we'd be absolutely screwed without the two of those guys, um, in there on the wings. Uh, they've scored some pivotal goals this season, and uh, you know they've 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 look, they haven't been absolutely brilliant, but uh, and they've been infuriating. I think is the word, and I think that's what it is. People get really frustrated with them because they do some silly things, but they've popped up with goals at the right times. So I think they might the two of them might be rewarded and I think we might see Jack in the middle, and uh, and again and, and 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 Louise there as well. But look, once again, I think that uh, I don't think we will see Ross Barkley, um, but. Every time we say that we don't think we'll see Ross Barkley, there he is, and he pops up there in that position the whole time. And you know, it'll be it will be interesting to see if uh, if Dean Smith uh, because if Dean Smith does play, him, because if he does play, you know, the first thing that's going to be on Twitter is what was his contract? Was there a clause in his contract? Does he have to play X amount of games, and and so on? And I'm not here for conspiracy theories. No. I'm here for facts. Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: I I don't I don't think that that those kind of contracts exist. I, I i feel that the the methods to the madness of playing Barkley all the time and it's not it's madness it's just a figure of speech um we paid a lot of money for him for a loan we're paying a lot of his wages and our high wages sort of playing him to try and get the best out of him uh, it, ha- it hasn't worked out more than likely he's not going to sign for his next season but yeah. i i think i think if you if you ask somebody to compare the loan that we had last year with Danny Drinkwater and the loan that we had this year with Barkley. I think people are going to see Barkley in a completely different light.
1: Hmm. So,
0: you know, we had we had some magic moments with him. He, he had he, his early season form was absolutely incredible. He showed signs of it in the last few games, but he was non-existent last night. So I don't know whether that's tiredness or what it is, but uh, I just for me I don't see him this weekend.
1: Paddy can you name our top three goals our top three goal scorers in the league this season?
0: Top three goal scorers in the league, Watkins and Marberti. Yes. In that yep. order?
1: In that order. Yeah. Yep. And then Jack, you know that Barton Troy and Jack Realish would have seen the league. Yeah, just interesting, just an interesting piece. Um yep. also Patty. I love question time with Paddy. Question time with Paddy. <laughs> it's question time with Paddy. Um, when was the last time we beat Palace in Selhurst Park? <laughs> wow. <Shaper. laughs> yeah, it's one of those questions where you say, "Should we beat him every time we play him in Selhurst
0: Park?" <laughs> no, he we, have been on a really bad run there, from what I can yeah yeah remember. It's not. It's not a. It's not a place that holds many happy memories for me because I spent a long time hanging around uh, Millwall Football Club in my youth, so I don't have any love for Crystal Palace. Plus, uh, myself and, and Del Boy who comes into our uh, <laughs> team
1: sheet,
0: uh, team sheet tantrum. We we went down to Selhurst Park, and I swear to God, it, it took us about uh, two hours to get back to to, to Camberwell, which is, should only be about twenty minutes away. So. <laughs> it's an absolute shit all of a place to get in and out of great atmosphere when you get there. Mm. Um, and it, it just doesn't hold any decent memories for me, but uh, all, all of the memories with Villa always just seem to be poor games and poor results. And uh, let's not forget what happened last season when yeah. uh, Henry Lansbury scored a perfectly good goal, but Kevin Friend had already blown his whistle.
1: Mm. 2014. Last time we beat, uh, we won in. Sure. I'm, I'm
0: actually surprised it's that close, because that's yeah. only that's only what three games ago. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, it's only three games ago. Uh, Crystal Palace are on a bad run of form. They've lost four of the last five in the Premier League as well. You know, so yeah. uh, there are like they're the epitome of team that have the have the beach balls inflated and the and the flip flops on as well. Um, a strange one for you here as well, Paddy, that we've kept. Uh, we've kept clean sheets in five of the last seven matches against crystal palace too so for <laughs> yeah. that's like like the, the, there's a weirdness in those statistics so a lot of them must have been bore draws uh against crystal palace you know over the years yeah. but uh but that that's an interesting one um what do you think that the the result is going to be against uh, crystal palace paddy putting you on the spot
0: i i think jack is going to start and we're going to win easy and it's going to be a comfortable 2-0 win
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with 3 0 just because I'm as I said, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energized about Aston Villa at the moment. I'm excited about the offseason. I'm I'm thoroughly pleased with lot of lot of what I've seen today. Um with the youth team of what I've seen over the course of this year, being their ups and downs. I'm looking forward already to the next season. This season hasn't even begun. So I'm gonna go three 0 Three 0 Aston Villa and Emmy Martinez will take that big, massive golden glove. Uh Oh, I presume there's some sort of a massive golden glove for him, um, <laughs> if he does break the record. If there isn't, there should be. Shame oh, on sure anybody who doesn't give him, yeah, insurance <laughs> who doesn't give him one. Um, yeah. So I, I think that, uh, I think that we've got a great chance of doing that at the weekend and and putting on a show, putting on one last show. Um, before we get into Spurs and, and Chelsea. And look, anything can happen from there on out. You know, get over the 50 points. Anything can happen from there on out. We're unlikely to make Europe, but let's go and finish above Leeds and Arsenal as well. Chase those positions. Each position, I think, is two and a half million uh, extra money in the pot. And while we do have wealthy benefactors over us, you know, money is money, guys. I think, you know, no one ever turns it down. So if you can, uh, if we can strive to get those extra two positions in the league, that's an extra five million. That pays the wages of of, of a top player, um, and you know, as I said, money is money in these tight situations that we're in at the moment. So we're we're very optimistic. Uh, probably buoyed on by that great under eighteen performance tonight. Um, we've gotten a two for one in this podcast tonight with a pre a review of the under eighteen game and um, and the the Crystal Palace preview as well. Uh, we will be back with a uh, team sheet tantrum as i say at 10 minutes to 11 so for those of you who use uh the digital watch that is 10 and then the two dots 50 that's when we will be uh, on on sunday patty will be hung over his voice will be about 10 octaves lower um i'll be fine because i'm on the coffee uh this weekend although next weekend i will be um like, uh, I'll be a Neanderthal man with the alcohol, I think, for the weekend because it'll be the first time I've been let loose in about 14 months. Uh, it'll only be for one night, but I'll come I'll come back home crawling on, on all fours and my hair will have grown out. My beard will be down to my ankles, I think, at that stage because <laughs> it's... a. Uh, uh, Dr. Jack and Mr. Hyde, I think we'll have it next weekend, but I'm looking forward to it uh, meeting a few friends. But uh, that's what it's all about, I suppose, really. Um, you know, things are beginning to open up and everybody really stay safe and whatever you do, do it with an element of safety in mind. And um, I know I said there that I'd be liking an Ea- the Andertalic band coming home, but I say that in jest. Uh, it's just great to great to have all these things kind of coming together and and and, and a bit of normality coming back uh, to lives to our lives as well. So, as always, thanks, everybody, for listening. You can get Paddy on at Villa Paddy. You can get me on at Love McGrath Um, You know, games are coming thick and fast, and we've only got about two weeks left in, left in the whole European football calendar before we settle into Euro 2021 uh, for the summer as well. Uh, so, as I mentioned, we'll be back at 10.50 on Sunday for a team sheet tantrum. And in the meantime, everybody, as I say, stay safe. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa.